Hello everyone, welcome back to the Cinema Podcast. I'm your host Lev Bowsey, with me as always is Samuel Parsons. Hello. Today we are going to be discussing some of the best movie directors of all time. Oh, yes, that's it. That's right. It's episode 11 of the Cinema Podcast. Um, and we will be uh, talking through our favourite directors um, this week, as always, talking through some news as well. Um, uh, there isn't that much this week, but yeah. So uh, how are you doing, Lev? Watched any good movies this week? Uh, I'm doing great. watched Terminator 2 yesterday. It was amazing um, and I highly recommend it. Um, uh, before we get into the uh, actual episode uh be sure to uh follow us on instagram uh and join our discord server uh both links are in the uh, description of the video and um so as always we'll be starting off with some movie news uh with, with the first bit of news we only have two bits of news this week first bit is that there is going to be a willy wonka prequel movie and it's set to release on March 17, 2023. Personally, I think it's bad idea. I mean, it could be good because, I don't know. I, I think it could be good, but, I mean, we don't really have that much on Willy Wonka's origins. <laughs> I mean, Roald Dahl doesn't give that much of uh, of what he is like as he's younger. And uh, I don't know. They're just probably going to be making everything up and... I'm not that optimistic. What do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, I'd be so surprised if this is any good. Honestly, I think I, they don't like. It's so annoying how they're turning these book franchises, uh, not even franchises, these books into big franchises. They're doing it with Lord of the Rings at the moment. I highly disapprove of that. And now they're doing it to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Like, why? Well, like, just leave it up to imagination. I, don't, I, I just can't see this going off at all. Um. Especially as the the two um, actors rumored to play Willy Wonka himself are either um, uh, Tom Holland or Timothy Chalamet. Um, I can't see it working with either of them. I think Tom Holland would be funny, but he's just not the like Willy Wonka is just a mysterious character. So don't make a prequel for him. You don't make prequels for mysterious characters. So I honestly, I'm not looking forward yeah. to this one really. Yeah. Also, I mean Tom Holland. I don't. I don't think he'll be able to pull off a Willy Wonka character. <laughs> so, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not that optimistic about it. I mean, he's great. He's a great actor, but it's not his thing at all. I, it isn't what he was made for at all. So, uh, our uh, next bit of news is um, that uh, the next 007 James Bond film, No Time to Die... Uh, Cinderella and Peter Rabbit 2 among many other films have been delayed again I think for the third time a lot of these films which is just so frustrating um, especially for No Time to Die I think so many people are just massively looking forward to seeing that one and we were just like we were within a week of it being released uh, in August 
and then it or was it October? I think it's August. And then um, it wasn't, and it's been delayed again, and that is just so so annoying. So, yeah. But, yeah, I, I was looking forward to it. I was planning to see it with a few people, but yeah, it will come out eventually, hopefully. Yeah. That's the hope. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that does it for news. As I said, there's hardly any this week, unfortunately. Hopefully, there'll be more next week. Um, but yeah, uh, let's go on to our main segment, which is quite long this week. Um. So we, we're going to talk through some of our favorite directors. This won't be, this will be kind of laid back. It won't be like a ranking or anything. It's just going to be um, uh, us talking about who, who are, who, what directors we really like. Um, so yeah, let's, let's get into it. We'll start with a very, very obvious one uh, who's just made a massive list of just hugely genre defining, um, like just fantastic movies um, on, um, uh, which is Steven Spielberg, of course. I mean, where do you even start on this guy? He's just an icon. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he's directed some of the greatest movies of movie franchises, standalone movies, anything. Like, he's directed so many good things, like like the Indiana Jones movies, uh, Jurassic Park, the newest one, Ready Player One, um, E.T., Jaws, Catch Me If You Can, The Terminal, Hook. I mean, every, you can enjoy watching every single one of these movies. And I, I, I like to this day, I still haven't seen a Steven Spielberg movie that I haven't enjoyed. And yeah, I, I, he's like the, the main uh, director when you think of directors. Yeah. And he's probably and the most famous director in like, the world, surely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And he's he, he's like the blockbuster director. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, just great, great director. Yeah, and I think he directs. What do you think? He directs what, his characters yeah. so well. Um, like he his he he always his characters just always like every all his everything about the films that he directs are just so kind of fun and enjoyable, but also very deep and um. Yeah, he's just a fantastic director. He's just made some unbelievable yeah. films. And it's the consistency. Yeah, there are some great... The, every yeah. single film he makes there is, is some... just amazing. Yeah, and there are some directors that do great movies, but they just don't, like, give us a proper character to their main characters and their side characters and things. But in, the mo- in movies like Catch Me If You Can and Hook and basically every movie, his, his characters actually have a personality and they're awesome yeah what what what's your favorite steven spielberg movie i mean i'm a huge indie indie fan so i think i've got to go one of the original trilogy of those but i i honestly i genuinely don't have a favorite out of those three i also adore et it's such such a good film um i haven't actually seen ready player one the film but i've read the book and i love the book it's just i'm skeptical about the film because i know how much they changed the story but I, I will I will watch it at some point. But yeah, I, I think it's got to be probably The Last Crusade. I just love that one. But I also love Temple of Doom and, of course, the classic Raiders of the Lost Ark. So, um, yeah, I think for me, my favourite Spielberg film's got to be any, th- any three of the original um, indie films. But yeah, just choose any yeah. of them. And yeah, I, I, won't disagree with I, would, I would probably... I'm, like, I'm debating between... Um, the the um, Last Crusade, uh, not Raiders of the Lost Tomb, or um, wait, Raiders of the Lo- no Raiders of the oh, Lo- oh. Raiders, yeah Raiders of the Lost Ark, <laughs> <laughs> or pro- or Catch Me If You Can, 
or Hook, because Hook was like my childhood favorite movie. Catch Me If You Can is just a great, great movie. I just really like, I like the characters, I like the acting. And the uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark is just the, like one of the greatest Probably the best adventure movie of all time. Probably the, yeah. probably the best. So, so yeah, so t- that's my top three. I honestly can't decide between them because it's got so much sentimental value and because they're great movies. Yeah. So, and also talking of Indiana Jones, uh, keep your ears peeled soon because um, uh, we we will be doing a ranking of Indiana Jones. Is it? I think two weeks because we've got a bra- we got a brand spanking new schedule. It's very nice. Um, and I think it's in two weeks we're ranking Indiana Jones. So that's going to be really hard because the original three are so just inseparable. They're just so amazing. They're, all of them are just amazing. But um, yeah, we'll go on to yeah. that in a couple of yeah. weeks. Yes, stay tuned to that. Next director, uh, probably one of the most groundbreaking, iconic actors and directors alike, Charlie Chaplin. I mean, he he's all of his movies he's starred in and he is like, one of my favorite directors of all time, one of my favorite actors of all times, of all time, and he's some of his movies are in my top ten, like The Great Dictator, The Kid, Gold Rush, The Circus, Modern Times. Every single one of these movies, okay, gives you laugh, makes you feel uh, like can get you to tears. I mean, each movie is intricately crafted and uh, his performances in each one are amazing. The way that he can express emotions through music and silent acting uh, is just phenomenal. Yeah, I haven't, I, in fact, I, I will confess, I, I don't think I've seen a single full movie of Charlie Chaplin, but I've seen loads of little uh, like scenes from the movies. And yeah, it's just, I think it's the range because he can be so funny, but like also uh, his films can be really kind of uh, deep and stuff. So yeah, they're just, he's a fantastic director and very, very funny to watch as well. And inspired Mr. Stupid. So, you know, can't beat that. Yeah, exactly. If you haven't watched Mr. Stupid, go on to YouTube, type in Bottomless Studios and you, there should be uh, a... uh, Mr. Stupid 1 and Mr. Stupid 2. Starring Lev Fowley. Go and watch. Which is the, the important. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, we're going to be moving on to... Um, actually, I don't know why I announced this one because I, I didn't put this one on the list. It's more Lev. But um, uh, James Cameron. So what have you got to say about James Cameron, Lev? James Cameron, I mean, great director. <laughs> directed some of the most iconic movies of all time as well, like uh, Terminator... Uh, one and two, uh, Aliens, Avatar, Titanic. Um, I have Titanic on VHS actually. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, all of these, all of these movies are just great, great blockbusters, revolutionary. I mean, Avatar, like groundbreaking, and like the plot of uh, of Avatar is super, super common. Uh, but it still was the highest grossing movie of all time. I mean, so was Titanic. Until Endgame came out. I know, and Titanic, I mean, it's, I mean, it's not what you would like, when you think what would be the most, uh, what would be in the top 10 highest grossing movies of all time, 
you wouldn't think Titanic. You would think well, it was, some... wasn't it? It well, it was the most highest. Gro- it was the highest grossing when it came out. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, when yeah. it came out. Yeah, but, yeah I mean, not obviously because a, a yeah. little film called yeah, Avengers like... Endgame came along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, uh, like just great movies. I mean, Terminator was groundbreaking, completely new, completely different, low budget, but still amazing. Uh, uh, film like cinematography and everything everything was just great and like Terminator 2 as well I mean Terminator 2 was awesome I literally watched it yesterday and like how you can make a sequel to a movie that was amazing uh, and like I mean Terminator you would think that it's like it's crazy how there's a movie better than Terminator in the same franchise and I think it's just amazing that James Cameron was able to make another movie that was better than Terminator. Where's the dog again? Come back to say hello. Yeah, the dog. (laughs) That dog distracts me. Yeah, I hate that dog. But yeah, James Cameron. (laughs) (laughs) James, James James Cameron. I recommend all of his movies, basically. So uh, next up. He's not. He might not have the consistency of some of these directors, but um, in my opinion, he made the greatest movie trilogy of all time. So we've got to put Peter Jackson in here for the Lord of the Rings and also the Hobbit. Um, just what, like, just just the Lord of the Rings on its own. Like, what a trilogy! I mean, we did a whole episode on it. I think it was episode three or was it episode two. It was what we did. We did a very early episode on this, so you can go and listen to. Yes. But um, yeah, we it's such such a good trilogy. And the direction in that is phenomenal. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, how you can translate books like The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings to the big screen and do it so well, that's just impressive. And especially, oh, stupid dog. But especially how how, how all of his previous movies, let's be honest, I've seen clips from them. They were horrible. I mean, (laughs) his movies before the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit just weren't that good. I'm going to be honest. And like, how if if you could go from like really, really like D-list movies, and then get up to like A-list movies, just is just very impressive. I think one reason behind that is obviously they're not his stories, so he didn't have to do anything on the story side, which means that he could just lean into his remarkable eye for what's going to look good on screen and uh like he like just the i mean i I, i'm a new zealander myself so i feel very patriotic over this but um just like the beautiful um uh like the skylines and drone shots of the um new zealand uh countryside it's just it's amazing how um how good those movies look i mean the vfx i i think are maybe a bit questionable now but I just, I mean, the direct, it's just the direction in it, like unbelievable from um, Peter Jackson on those films. And I think probably that possibly yeah. that could be to do with the fact that it, he didn't have to make up the story. So he was just left to do all the direction. Yeah. One thing I was kind of annoyed was when The Hobbit, like The Hobbit was one book <laughs> and it became three movies, which was kind of annoying. But I mean, still, it's a great trilogy and I thoroughly enjoyed every single Hobbit movie. Nice. So this is moving on to uh, another fantastic director. He has his flaws and he has his, um, there, there are some things that I think are, are problems with him, but just the list of absolutely insane, massive, unbelievably good films 
that he's made uh, possibly puts him as the most successful director of the 21st century, which is um, a Christopher Nolan. Like, I mean, just looking at his list of films, you've got The Dark Knight Trilogy, Memento, Inception, Interstellar, Dunkirk, Tenet, like, and I'm sure that'll go on and on forever. And um, uh, obviously, you can't, you can't talk about Christopher Nolan without The Dark Knight Trilogy. Um, like, easily, in my opinion, the best Batman films. Pretty much all three of them. Possibly Batman 89 beats um, Dark Knight Rises. But I think they're so, un- they're just unbelievable, um, those films. Uh, and obviously his other um, sci-fi massive big idea films like Inception, which is just a um, phenomenal film, everything about it. Interstellar, which is a really nice change in pace for him because it's, mu- it's a lot slower. And it yet it still is absolutely captivating and cinematography and everything's just unbelievable. The score by Hans Zimmer on all of these films are amazing. Um, then uh, Dunkirk, the surpri- that, that surprise war film. Like I, before that, I, before Dunkirk, I wouldn't have said, I wouldn't have gone like, I think he should make a war film, but he made it and it's one of the best war films of the 21st century. It's really, 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 really good. Um, uh, everything about it is amazing. And then uh, his latest one, Tenet, which I, on the first watch, I, I, I was like, yeah, it's pretty good, but it was just, I think, way too confusing. But I've, I've started re-watching it this week and oh my word, it's amazing. Like you need, you need to watch it a couple of times to get full and concentrate massively on it. But it pays off so much because it's such an intricate story. And yes, the concept doesn't make too much sense, but getting past that, it's just, it's so massive and awesome. But I think maybe one problem with Christopher Nolan is his characters often aren't the most well fleshed out. I think that obviously, obviously all the Batman characters are, but that's because he didn't make them up. But like the, um, especially in Tenet, like we don't even know the protagonist's name, which I guess is an interesting choice, but you just don't feel like you connect with him as a character. And um, the characters in Dunkirk, you don't know at all. But that is, I think that's actually a very good choice because it's such a, it's like these are just random soldiers. These could be anyone. But yeah, what do you think of Christopher Nolan? Yeah, Christopher Nolan, great, <laughs> great, great director. I mean, I love, I love everything he does in, in his movies, uh, except for what you pointed out is some of his characters are a bit underdeveloped, I guess, and they have, they don't have as much of a, uh, personality as uh, that as other characters uh, and but like all of his movies are just like groundbreaking uh, and the, like uh, Inception is just completely like mind-boggling if you want more and, mind-boggling like, it, Lev, and Lev you need to watch Interstellar and Tenet because Lev hasn't watched those films yet and they are like way more mind-boggle craziness like Inception but yeah yeah and yeah, yeah, I mean, like Inception, like it gives you the chance to create your own ending at the end, which is oh. not uh, that common in movies. Well, I mean, all his films and... do that, really, like every single one. Well, Tenet doesn't yeah. really, but the Dark, uh, Dark yeah. Knight Rises does, Interstellar does. It's amazing. Yeah, I think, yeah, he, he, he's definitely able to make great, great movies. I think he has a very distinct style, though, because like he always has like these massive... Um, uh, obviously these massive um like big ideas uh big uh big time concepts kind of things and um he puts them out he has these he, he always shoots on his um 70 millimeter imax camera which is just beautiful so his films all look amazing and um uh yeah it's just very distinctive style very wide shots and um 
uh yeah he's yeah. just what, massively massive films really that's what that's how you describe yeah it. what i really like is his um range of movies he has batman movies he has sci-fi movies he has war movies he has action movies he's got like so so many yeah exactly different and he gets that he gets it right every time all of the, yeah he gets all of them right except for some minor flaws what what would you say all, is your favorite Kristen nolan mean, film that you see um you know i've got to go with dark knight but inception is definitely second place i'd have to choose between inception and the dark knight probably possibly interstellar but i think probably inception and the dark knight are on another level but yeah i mean all like the thing is all his films are just brilliant so you can't really say it and not, i don't think he's made a single bad film and for that like he for that he definitely deserves to be on the list like he's just phenomenal yeah one of the best directors of the 21st century well yeah i mean okay here we go guys we are possibly coming up to the director of the greatest movie of all time the director of mr bean's holiday steve benderlack i mean mr bean's holiday is the best movie ever created i mean yeah i i I couldn't agree more it is just i think i mean everything about it is amazing yeah, there is not one thing that you cannot like about Mr. Bean's Holiday. And for that, I think we should just give Steve Benderlack a round of applause. Yeah. I mean, what a, what a lad. Yeah, what I, a mean, lad. Like, I mean, the thing is, just... the thing is, like, he might not have the consistency of the other directors. Like, this is this is sort of the only big blockbuster film he made. Yeah, I mean, he made the Harry Hill film, but like, the, I think he could, he could have made the worst film ever. But this film is just so amazing that it easily has a place in this list. Like, I think this film gives him the, it makes him the most worthy director to be on this list. <laughs> yeah, I think everything, okay, yeah. everything Literally. from like the score to the characters, to the set design, to the uh, the, the road they decide to film on. Um, and I think every choice that Steve made in making this film was the right one and yeah just what like one film to get someone on the list of possibly the greatest director of all time uh is saying something so steve benderlack you are my hero literally i mean there are so many good scenes in mr bean's holiday i mean the part where mr bean calls all those like 50 million different people i mean that is a legendary scene. There is not one scene that can match that. And then there's all those yeah, scenes where he goes forget into the, that movie forget set. Batman and forget Batman and Joker in the in the interrogation uh, scene. Literally. Like, yeah. And also like when he when it when the woman reaches into a handbag and the, the um and then the oysters are in there. Like it's just I mean, how can you wonderfully not love crafted. this movie? I mean he it's just uh, just honestly, Steve Benderlag is just a mastermind to create this movie like yeah they need to they need to hand him the keys to marvel star wars dc everything um like literally everything yeah because he is this guy is just phenomenal like that film is oh unbelievable anyway moving on sadly we're gonna have to move on from that um yeah yeah so moving on we have uh ridley scott uh awesome or another awesome director directed alien gladiator murder on the orient express the martian the list goes on um 
I mean, he's got a very, very distinct st- like way of filming, in my opinion. I mean, Gladiator is one of the best movies of all time. Uh, the characters in it are great. Murder on the Orient Express, I mean, I think it was a great, great movie. I haven't read the book, but in my opinion, I think the characters were great. The shots were great. Um, and uh, The Martian, I watched that when it came out, I think. And that I really, really, really liked that. And um, it, I think he does a very good job. He has a very distinct style of film. And uh, I think he's directed some great, great movies. Yeah, I also um, I do, I'm under watching this in him in his area. I think I feel like I've watched. Oh, maybe I haven't. Yeah, I don't think I've watched any of his films, but which is terrible. But I, I do need to. But um, I am slowly getting through a lot of films at the moment. So, yeah. yeah. So if you haven't seen any Ridley Scott movies, go watch them if you're listening right now. So, um. Yes, we're going to talk about um, who possibly the greatest animated film director of all time, uh, Brad Bird. I mean, just look look at the look at some of the animated films he's made. Um, just uh, just to name a few: The Incredibles, Ratatouille, Incredibles Two, and The Iron Giant. Like, they're all they're all classics, really. Um, so yeah, I think we we have to get an animated one in there, and Brad Bird, I think, is is far and away the best. Yeah, I mean. Pixar movies, you can never go wrong with them. And, uh, and I mean, The Incredibles is probably, my opinion, the greatest Pixar movie of all time. Then comes Wally, uh, and then uh, and then Ratatouille is also amazing. I love this, even though some people don't like it. I really, really like this movie. And Incredibles two, I wasn't. I mean, it's a good movie, but it could never live up to The Incredibles, which just kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. But, um, and I actually haven't seen The Iron Giant, but I'll probably get around to watching that soon. Yeah, I haven't either, but a lot of people talk about it saying it's amazing, so put it on. But um, yeah, I think I think that, um, yeah, Incredibles 2 wasn't quite as good as the first one, but I think it, it had a very, I liked the villain in the sense that it didn't, they didn't really have a connection to the, heroes because i do like when that happens and but i think it was a perfectly worthy sequel it was never going to be as good as the first one because the first one is just brilliant but yeah it's it's yeah he's just a i think he does action so well so you know what i would i would say i would actually get this guy in to direct um i mean i know he's not gonna do it because we know that john watts is doing it but if it were me i'd have put him in to do um uh the mcu fantastic four film because he can he's done the superhero family so well the superhero family dynamic with great action so i, I mean i would have done i would have done a bad bird for yeah Fantasy. i i, I never yeah i never thought about that i think he could if they hadn't already cast a director i think for fantastic four that would have been awesome i mean uh, uh some of the uh, superheroes in fantastic four even have a few uh, superpowers in common with the incredibles so yeah. i think Invisible yeah one. Yeah, they they definitely uh, should have uh, put Brad Bird to direct it. I mean, that could that could have been cool, but yeah, I'm sure John Watts will do fine though because he's done. Well, he, I'm sure he'll do well because he's done the two MC Spider-Man films and they're great. So, yeah. Um, moving on, uh, Robert Zemeck Zemeck. How I, I didn't right. He's a great director. I don't know how you say his name. Robert is it Zemeckis? Something like that. I think, I think it's, it's Robert Zemeckis. 
like in Ready That's Player it, One, the there's a Mecha's Cube, if anybody watched Ready Player One. <laughs> yes, I haven't watched it, but I've read it. Yeah, that was kind of awkward. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so, um, talking about uh, what Robert Zemeckis has made, um, we've got a pretty great lineup, starting off with some maybe not as good ones. There's uh, Polar Express and A Christmas Carol, those two failed motion capture animated films. I think they're fine. They're just kind of creepy. Um, but then we've got uh, the the ones we're all here for, which are Forrest Gump and the Back to the Future trilogy, um, which are just four brilliant films. Uh, I think especially Forrest Gump and Back to the Future 1. Like those two films are absolutely amazing. Yeah. And and I think <laughs> the direction in both are just classic. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. These movies are just classics. I mean, Back to the Future 1 was just <laughs> like monumental and and back to the future two personally i really enjoyed back to the future yeah, three it was just like it was it was just a uh, just a add to the uh, trilogy exactly. i mean it we could have gone without it but it's still fun to go back into the universe and see what's up <laughs> and uh, forrest gump i mean one of the most quotable movies of all time i mean if goes from getting shot it goes yeah, from getting shot, shot in the, the butt box in the butt talks and life is like a boxer yeah <laughs> and like it's just definitely in my opinion one of the most quotable movies of all oh time. yeah and so good yeah yeah so yeah it can I be think... funny it can be really sad it could be like it's so like it's just a bit of everything and like some films that really doesn't work like venom for example uh but other films but like forrest gump it, they managed to make it work and it was uh, yeah it's such a heartwarming amazing film i love that film and yeah. also back to future stay one tuned guys brilliant. yeah stay tuned we will we will either be having a back to the future review or a back to the future ranking coming soon as well so yes. uh, if you like back to the future stay tuned, stay tuned. For that. um yeah moving on uh we have a personal favorite of mine i don't think uh samuel's seen any of these movies <laughs> but uh uh, Mel Gibson, he hasn't directed that many movies, but the movies he has directed, I love, like Braveheart, Passion of the Christ, Apocalypto. Uh, I, I mean, these movies are great. Uh, Braveheart is like up there with Gladiator as two of the most like, uh, I mean, there's like a genre of like Gladiator, Braveheart, those kind of movies. And those are definitely the best two of the uh, genre. And, uh, and Passion of the Christ is just so, so sad heartbreaking and it's directed so well the uh, shots in passion of the christ are just beautiful and yeah i think mel gibson goes from this like he, he's like an uh, does he acts in like lethal weapon and all those movies and he's he's got his own like style of acting and then he also he he has he has good movies that he acts in he has good movies that he directs and he's got a good movie that he directs and acts in, uh, which is Braveheart. Um, and yeah, I just love this. I just love Mel Gibson movies. Nice. So before we just get into the last one, just one honorable mention. Um, we can't, um, uh, we, I, I, I'd, I'd love to include George Lucas on the list because he's such a visionary uh, filmmaker but I wouldn't necessarily put him on as uh, some of one of the top directors of all time because the the films that he's actually directed aren't fantastic. 
but I think just we got to mention him because yeah. for the visionary and like just the ideas and storytelling and yeah yeah and the the leaps forward in visual effects and stuff like he's got to be on the list of these people but I think yeah. for, for directing I mean itself he's not quite up there yeah, I mean the original trilogy of Star Wars is great. I love, I love. He, he only directed the first and, one. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but the first one I really enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, wait, did he direct the prequels? Yes. So yeah. Have, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, that's yeah, which has some uh, question of questionable acting in it yeah. and a bit of an over reliance on CGI, but. Um, but if you think about I it, think for the time, that CGI was just phenomenal. And it was the first... like Jar- Exactly. Jar Jar Binks yeah. was the first fully CGI person ever. Sure, he doesn't look great, but like, yeah. compare it to some other CGI we see. Like, it's not that bad. Yeah. And, I mean, his ideas are just... Yeah, exactly. Story ideas. brings out everything. And revolutionary I mean, yeah. um, visual effects. Just unbelievable. Yeah. What, yeah. what would have been so, so good is if he had... Uh, written the story for the uh, sequel uh, trilogy yeah. well no, he did he made his uh, he he so he gave yeah, Disney. I, know, I know i know yeah i know he, he way better he had he had a vision for for the uh, sequel trilogy and he gave it to, to disney but disney decided uh to chuck it in the bin. Like, yeah, go yeah exactly and oh uh, why disney and, i mean you can't <laughs> I mean you can't really blame disney uh, in my opinion i mean george lucas sold it sold yeah, the yeah, Star yeah. Wars franchise to Disney. And in my opinion, if you really wanted to uh, uh, make a sequel trilogy of Star Wars that in your vision, I mean, just don't sell the franchise. Yeah, just but, make it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I mean, I mean, when Disney offers you billions of dollars, yeah. you, you've got to... The thing is, it. though, but, <laughs> he's, he may not be on this list for directing, but the guy made Star Wars. So, like, you, <laughs> he's got to be on this list. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> there's not really much else to say. Yeah. So moving on to the last um, uh, directors, actually, on this on this list. Um, this is, by the way, this list is in no particular order. It's not ranking or anything. Uh, we've got the Russo brothers, Joe and Anthony. Um, now, I I'm sure, I think they've made some other films, but I haven't. I'm not familiar with them. But the ones we're here to talk about are the um, the four Marvel MCU films that they made, which, in my opinion, are the best four films in the MCU. We've got Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Captain America, Civil War, Avengers, Infinity War, and Avengers Endgame, all four of which are just like mind-bogglingly good and some of the best in the MCU. I mean, personally, uh, Captain America, The Winter Soldier could be a bit, bit, bit lower on the list, but I mean, uh, uh, Captain America, Civil War, and Avengers, Infinity War, and Avengers Endgame, great, great movies. I mean, uh, the Russo brothers just have a, great sense of what people want in movies and they're able to deliver what you want and so balancing all the characters about their movies like yeah. they, in civil war and infinity war and endgame and one soldier to, to an extent but definitely civil war and infinity war they managed to balance like a ridiculous amount of characters and it felt decently satisfying with all the characters yeah, that, I thought I think that like being able to do that is just so good. Like I, I, I don't think anyone else could have done that really. So um, yeah, but for just for the sheer balancing of characters, also like they made the most success, they made the most successful movie ever in Endgame. Like that is the like it might not be the best movie ever, but it, I mean it's not it's not crazily far off, but it's pretty far off. <laughs> but it's um 
but it's like it's so um it's the most successful film ever that like, it, it got over two billion dollars at the um box office which is like just outrageously insane um that a film could get that much money and um uh it's down it's down to them so they are yeah they are they have to be on this list just for making the most successful film ever yeah and uh, just quick run through the list again uh steven spielberg charlie chaplin james cameron peter jackson christopher nolan ridley scott brad bird robert zemeckis mel gibson joe and anthony russo and of course possibly the director of the greatest movie of all time steve bendelak shout out uh, to you steve bendelak yeah yeah, shout out if you ever want to do a collaboration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve, if you want to down. if you want to hop on our podcast, we are absolutely out for it. Yeah. So yeah, that is a list of some of our favorite directors of all time. Um, so again, be sure to uh, check out our Instagram uh, at the underscore cinema podcast and check out our Discord server. Both are linked in the description. And of course, um, if you wanna, if you wanna if you, tell tell us um, your favorite directors, then uh, just use any of those socials to do it. I, I think I'll probably set up a Twitter um, account for it soon because Twitter's where all the action happens. Um, so that'll be cool. So uh, I'll probably more more news on that later. Uh, well, not later, ne- uh, next week. Um, and yeah. next week, what are we doing? Oh yeah, we're reviewing Paddington Two. I'm pretty sure. So a uh, bit of a random yeah. one, but our um, one of our fans asked us to review it, so we're gonna do that. Yeah, you know, you can't say no to the fans. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, if you have gotten this far in the episode, thank you. Yeah, thank you very <laughs> um, much to hear us waffle about yeah. our directors that we like. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. And tell your friends and, about uh, it as well. If watch you... movies. And watch movies.